Hello, and thank you for tuning in. I'm Saga Jakubczyk, and you are listening to the DME Interns Podcast. Welcome to the DME Interns Podcast. I'm your host, Saga Jakubczyk, today joined by Taylor Rarick. And in today's podcast, we aim to highlight her experiences as an intern in the editing department here with the State Department. Very good to have you on, Taylor. Hello, thank you for having me. Now, getting right into things, as I understand it, our Veteran of the Day podcast seeks to highlight the experience of a veteran via a written biography and a photo banner. But of course, you know, not having worked on any of these myself, I have somewhat of an incomplete understanding. Would you care to fill in the gaps for our listeners, just kind of a rundown of what you do? Yeah, so basically what I do is I see the Word documents that are published on the Trello cards for each veteran that is nominated to be veteran of the day. And I'm either a primary editor or a secondary editor, and I just look through and um, communicate with the writer with grammar and sentence structure and just help make sure that it looks as best as it can before it's actually published. And also, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, take your time. You mentioned primary and secondary editors. What, yeah, so primary like editor, if you're a primary editor, you are the first person to look at the draft before it is published. And then if you're secondary, you just take another glance at it after the primary editor and just kind of give an extra opinion and extra edits that may need to be completed. Hmm. What would you say makes a good editor? Like what are qualities you would look for in someone if you had like a work that you wanted to put out onto the internet? I think if someone's a good editor, they have a strong knowledge of not only the English language, but also grammar, uh, sentence structure, how to make sentences concise and have all of the information that they need to make it engaging and just make it make sense. Mm. Now, you mentioned quite, um, quite a bit that you had to do ultimately in order to become an editor. Like you had to take both the writing and editing boot camps. Yeah. Yeah, what, what was that like having to do both jobs? Well, initially when I onboarded, I was specifically onboarding for the editing department. I didn't have any um, desire at the time to be a writer. I just wanted to focus on editing. And when I first started, we had to do our mock editing VOD and that took a week or two just going back and forth to make sure that uh, we were all ready to do actual VODs. And so after I completed uh, my first few VODs as an editor, we were running low on written VODs. And so I asked part of the department leadership of the writing team what I could do to help move this process along a bit quicker. So I completed the writing boot camp, which wasn't as stressful as the editing boot camp because I didn't have to do the mock writing segment. I just had to go through it and show that I completed it. Um, other than that, it's it hasn't been too stressful. Uh, once we completed all of that, it's been moving along a bit smoother. Mm. 
I see. Yeah, that's right. You know, I actually, I remember getting that message, someone saying, I think it was Dom, and he was like, we are running low on written VOD drafts. <laughs> and then I kind of looked at that and was like, yeah, that's not me, and then clicked it <laughs> off. You um, volunteered as a tribute, very fortunately, for the writing team. Um, yeah. And you spoke a bit about that, how you had to complete both boot camps, and it wasn't super difficult because you didn't have as much to do. But ultimately, what made you volunteer? Was it just like a sense of teamwork, that kind of thing? Yeah, it was partly, it was partly teamwork, but also if we don't have any written VODs, it's kind of hard to edit things and uh, come up with things for our weekly report. So I thought maybe not, not only could I help move this process along, but I could also um, provide some opportunities for editors and also get some experience in a different department. Hmm. Now, when you mention experience in different departments, things like that, it kind of, it, may, it makes me a bit curious, you know, because this is editing, which isn't too far removed from writing. Mm -hmm. And when you applied for this internship, did you have to like demonstrate your writing skills in any way? Did you have to produce, say, a written piece? How did they determine that you were a good fit? Um, they didn't necessarily have me complete any writing examples. It was basically what my major is, what my experience is, and things like that. So I included where I go to school, what my major is, which is English. And um, I had also applied for the newsletter department uh, along with the editing department. And this department is what they accepted me in too. That's right. So you, in your email, actually mentioned that you found out about this internship via a family member, your father, right? Yes. Um, how did that work? And what kind of internships were you looking over at the time? Because I know you've already addressed this, but aside from the State Department, what were you sort of sifting through? Yeah, um, at the time, I was just looking for any internship that would allow me to do writing, editing, or anything in media, because that's my concentration with my major. And it just so happened that my dad had gotten an email from the VA, and they were highlighting the internships for the DME team. And so I thought, you know, I hadn't found anything yet that I wanted to do. So I just looked over it. And there were a lot of positions available, such as editing, writing, newsletter, and a whole bunch of other ones. And so I decided to take a chance and thought, you know, this is something that I care about, you know, the veteran community. And I thought it'd be a great experience for me to get some experience in this uh, department. Oh, for sure. And that's honestly the best way to do it. You know, plus I'm kind of biased in this because I am a kindred spirit in the sense that I've got a parent who, you know, works with the federal government. So it's like, you know, yay, just keeping it in the family. <laughs> that. Now, on to the veterans. I remember in your email to me prior to this interview, you named dropped um, both Jimmy Stewart and John Williams. Yes. <laughs> and for those listening who don't know, 
um, although I can't imagine there's many who don't know, <laughs> Jimmy Stewart, uh, if you don't know him by name, you definitely know him by his most famous work, It's a Wonderful Life, where he played the main character, George Bailey. But maybe you can fill us in, Taylor, on what most people don't know about him, which is his service. Yes, yeah, so Jimmy Stewart uh, was in the Navy for a very short time, and his both his father and both of his grandfathers were in the military before him. And so he wanted to kind of continue that tradition of being in the military. So he was drafted into the army, but his weight wasn't where they wanted it to be. And so they rejected him. And after some training, he got to the, where the weight requirement was. And so he enlisted into the army air corps. And from a very young age, he was, really interested in aviation and flying airplanes. And so he got training in the military to be a bomber pilot and he was a bomber pilot during World War II. Um, after that, he was in the Air Force when it became an independent branch and he worked his way up through the ranks and he was a Colonel and by the time he retired, he was a first Star General. He first star general. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, a brigadier general. A, a literal brigadier general. That is insane. So not only did he have a successful acting career, he quite literally took on both aviation and acting, went from not reaching the proper weight to even enlist to becoming a first star brigadier general. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> And now the other name, let's switch gears here, John Williams. And John Williams, I'm not necessarily familiar with him, but you mentioned he's worked on a few quite famous soundtracks. Yeah, so John Williams, aside from being in the military, he was a composer and he was actually in a band and composed pieces for the band in the military. But some of the pieces he's most notable for is the soundtracks for Star Wars and the movie Jaws and many, many other ones. But he... Yeah, honestly, the man needs a break, quite frankly. <laughs> like he, you mentioned, so Star Wars, right? And what was the other film? Oh, the movie Jaws. The movie Jaws, okay. So he knew quite a bit about menacing sort of sounds, what really gets the heart going. Yeah. Sure service played quite a bit into that. And did you mention he served before or after he began his work on soundtracks? I believe he was in the military before he did those soundtracks, but even while in the military, he was composing pieces and working with musicians. Hmm. Yeah, I bet the generals love that. <laughs> and just some guy sitting on his bunk. It's like, John's at it again. Brilliant. <laughs> He's really going to help us out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not doing, I'm not smearing John Williams on purpose, listeners. I promise. And now I'd just like to veer us into the long term. Now you mentioned a possibility of a master's degree. And you also said that you're interested in taking a career in writing, editing, and media. 
Is there anywhere these three intersect? Um, I think aside from getting a master's degree, I think being a teacher can allow all of these aspects to come together. Um, you can teach these things, you can work in universities or other schools in these departments. And I think that's how uh, it would most likely happen for me. Um, hmm. I'm not sure if there's any career aside from education that I would want to do, but it's a possibility. Right, education is a great career. I actually go to a really good school for education and that's one that the advisor hit me with too. You know, if you have more than one interest, you know, you like multiple disciplines, education is perfect. And yeah, every time I say to someone what my major is, which is English, they always assume that I'm going to be a teacher. And really with an English degree, you can do a variety of careers and jobs. It's not just education. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think in your email, you phrased it as a fulfilling career. That was what you were looking for. Yes. What is your definition of fulfilling and has it changed in these past few months with this internship? Like, did you discover anything you really enjoy or dislike, hopefully not dislike <laughs> the environment? Yeah, I think a fulfill fulfilling career is something not only you enjoy, but something that can benefit you for many years or a certain amount of time. Um, with this internship, I've learned how to communicate with various people of different departments. Um, before that, it was just kind of by myself. Before this internship, if I was writing, I was editing my own stuff and not really communicating with other people. But this opportunity is uh, a great opportunity for collaboration with various people. Mm. Couldn't have said it better. And in fact, I find this to be a good place to conclude our podcast. But Taylor, before we do, would you like to let our listeners know how they can access our Veteran of the Day posts? Yes, if you go to your search engine and just type in VA News, it should be the first one that pops up. And on that website, there's a section that says Veteran of the Day. And we post almost every day for, for a new veteran. Hmm. Well, thank you very much. Taylor, it has been wonderful having you on and learning a bit about the writing and editing departments. Thank you. Oh yeah, for sure. I know it's always a bit awkward because we're doing this via Skype and sometimes the audio is not necessarily perfect, but I think you did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> and now I would like to thank our listeners for tuning in. Don't, for, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe. And if you could give us a five-star rating, we would really appreciate it. For more information about joining the DME podcasts team and the DME interns team, please visit dmeinterns.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Once again, I'm Saga Jakubczyk, and you are listening to the DME Interns Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's interview. I would now like to thank our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you could give us a five-star rating, we would really appreciate it. 
For more information about joining the DME Interns team, please visit dmeinterns.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Once again, this is Saga Jakubczyk, and you're listening to the DME Interns Podcast. Stay tuned.